I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome to the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans, Sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. Hey, I'm Jay Tilly. And I wasn't in San Diego, but I tell you what, if I was, I would have had to wear earplugs, man. What did you think about that crowd? My goodness. Yeah, man. Uh, I wish that crowd was in Las Vegas because, yeah, that crowd was insanely hot. They were uh, just up for everything oh yeah now granted they walked into an amazing show which is funny because when we previewed it we had nothing and here it turned out <laughs> turned out to be this show of shows man yeah. it was a they near perfect dynamite for me <laughs> man that was yeah that this uh regardless of what the ratings were and i was just looking at the ratings and the demo uh demographics and stuff from last year this time i i think the ratings are whatever it is and i think you and i watch wrestling much the same as a lot of our fans is like you may have it on your phone while you're in your truck or you might you know be on your laptop while you're um having a cigar or you know burning some meat something and it's not always sitting down on tbs or tnt or fox or usa but i understand ratings are like 
a baseline, but man, let's let's just go with the ear test. And that was an awesome crowd, a fantastic show. I think this is, and like you said, I wish this show was their go home show. I think this was their best show so far this year. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, somebody else tweeted that out. Maybe it was Michael Hamlet from What Culture, uh, one of the only uh, podcasts out there worth a fuck, according to MJF. But I. You know, that's just because he hadn't heard ours yet, but that's all right. We'll let him hold the glory for a little bit. <laughs> there it is. Now, I, he tweeted the same thing, and I started kind of brainstorming, like, all right. Actually, he said over the last 12 months, and I started kind of brainstorming, like, man, we had one that was, like, near perfect recently, but I actually think this one was better. Like, this this Dynamite did such a good job of that episodic TV thing where it laid out storylines. It laid out, um, you know, you had some blow-away amazing matches on it. Uh, you know, with Bandito, Lucha Brothers, Blackpool Combat Club at the beginning. Like, holy crap. And then Yuta gets another pin. I was going like, to say, about dude, pushing somebody to the Yeah. Talk about, just like what you were going to say, sending him to the moon. That old boy's got a rocket on his back. He just got a pin um, the other day on a pay-per-view in the main event. Just uh, not main Over event. Kenny Omega. Yeah, in the main event. Over Kenny Omega. And now this. Like... Um, yeah, super happy for him. And, uh, what, what trajectory does this make you feel like we're on with this particular, like from the past, other factions and pushes and all this other stuff? What, what, what does this kind of oddly remind you of? You got to put your WWE brain on. Oh Lord. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) gotta ruin it. This feels like evolution, and at yes, some point, Yuta okay. thumbs down is going. Yeah, so like when when um, Claudio picked him up on his shoulders, I was like, ooh. So um, I just yeah, I I thought this match was fantastic. Great way to start. I love that like forty five minute uh, vertical suplex that he was holding him with one <laughs> arm and everything. I just like this was both. Great wrestling and very, and I don't want to call it sports entertainment, but it was very, very entertaining. And, you know, kudos to you, you know, months and months ago talking to me, um, maybe at well before Forbidden Door, talking me into, hey man, just, just enjoy it, watch it. And man, every time I watch AEW, I'm reminded of something that happened in a previous show. And I go back and go, oh, yeah, okay, so the, the the connecting files are there. And like you said, perfect episodic television. Just it, this was the this was a very, very fun show. And um, yeah, I the only thing that kept this from uh, well, I'll get I'll get into it more. But yeah, this was a very, very fun show. Great opening match. And the crowd was was in it from start to finish. Yeah, that opening opening match was uh would definitely what you call a hot opener because man they blew the roof off. I mean, of course, look at the people involved, right? Bandito, fantastic, amazing wrestler. The Lucha Brothers, one of the best tag teams in the world, um, right there with the Young Bucks. And then you got uh, Yuta and Moxley and Claudia who can all go. And Yuta, you know, not only being strapped and going to the moon, his improvement from when he started to now is amazing i think them sending him to japan last year for the g1 or whatever i don't remember if it was g1 but he went into one of the japan tournaments and spent a a decent time in japan and it was funny because everybody in the states were talking about like the aw fans like oh they pushed you to and it was right after the it was right 
I think it was right after he joined the BCC. And it was all, well, they they did this and now they've shipped him off and his push is done. Well, he came back from that looking like a completely different wrestler and elevated the BCC. And now, like I like, and I said it, I've tweeted it. I've talked to you about it. You want to show, hey, this guy's worth watching. Have him get out of a one-winged angel. Have him kick out of the buckshot lariat. And then have him pin Kenny Omega. And then the next night, have him pin Bandito. And tell me he's not a, a wrestler that's going to go be doing something eventually. Oh, 100%. Man, I think. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And, 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 I th- and I understand keeping in the BCC right now because he's got to work on his talking. He's got to work on some of the other fundamentals, as JR would call them. Because he's not there on the mic yet. He's not blow away, like cutting a promo like MJF. Granted, I don't know that anybody can. However, he, working with Brian Danielson, working with Moxley, working with Claudio, even though he's not always on the mic, he can be on the mic, but working with those guys, he's just going to learn how to get better and better. And a year from now, at Double or Nothing 2024, we could absolutely be sitting here talking about Yuta in a program for the world title and how amazing it is. Or, you know, not, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but it could. Like, I could see the year growth in him because. It's just the, what they, what AEW does in general for their young talent and their new talent blows me away. Like you hear people, oh, well, they need NXT and why, why we don't, they don't, AEW does not need a version of NXT. They don't need it because they're doing it anyway. And I think that the growth you see in, and I can, you can list them. We both could list them. Anna J, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy. Uh, I'll even put MJF on there because he really Yes, he was good when he got there, but he's still grown. I think he learned a lot from Punk when Punk was in the company, or is in the company, but you know what I mean? Right. Ricky Starks, Sammy Guevara, uh, Julia Hart, who else can we name? Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia. I mean, I could keep going on and on of these young talent that as the Chris Jerichos and the Moxleys and the Danielsons and the Punks and the Omegas start stepping back and going, all right, I'm done. I'm getting ready to retire. You know, I'm going to take a less role. I'm going to be like Roman Reigns and work once a month. These guys can step up and run this, carry this company on their back. I mean, those 10 people, Jade Cargill's another one. You know, there's 11 people. Taya Val, or not Taya Valkyrie, um, uh, Sammy's wife, Taya Mello. Oh. You've got yeah. her. Uh, Penelope Ford, Nick Kip Sabian, the Butcher of the Blade. Like, <laughs> I could keep going and going with these Jeez, names that. yeah. That's crazy. If it wasn't for AEW, would be probably still working in indie somewhere, and yeah. we'd never know about them unless you're busting out VHS tapes like we used to when we were kids. <laughs> Some tape trading. I think the the crazy thing too is think about so AEW its inception, and then for two years you're in this pandemic. They're doing shows at Daly's place to a thousand people then 2,500, then 3,000. And then when we were there, it was like 8,500. And it's like, you know, you went from doing one show, then you had some tapings, and then you were putting stuff on YouTube to now you have your Ring of Honor tapings, you have your Dark and your um, Dark Elevation, you have, you know, now you're going to have two shows that are two hours long and your Rampage. So I think... Just like what you're saying, this is their, like, those extra, what what would that be, like, three hours between um, Elevation, Dark Elevation, and um, Rampage? That's their three hours of mm-hmm. their version of NXT, and they're not having to learn a new style when they get called up to the main roster, because they're learning the same... 
they're learning the same style. And, you know, you mentioned Daniel Garcia, and Daniel Garcia has not only grown as a wrestler, but he's grown so much as a wrestler that he can also portray a sports entertainer and make that character work. Sammy Guevara is like playing both sides of the fence right now. I think he's about to pop off with the babyface run and that's just going to well, go wife's having a baby yeah. so so i think that's going to yeah. go to the moon um i don't know that he'll be in the talks with the tnt title because he's already done that a couple times but it's man it's really good time dude we didn't even mention orange cassidy oh yeah orange and cassidy. like he is the, oh i'm sure there's a ton of other <sighs> sky blue willow nightingale yeah uh who else? i mean just imagine like i said the, the list yeah c- could go on and on yeah Oof, crazy and Oh man, yeah, and I'm they they've got uh, what is it Billy Starks coming? Um, I was about to say that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I can't think of the young guy's name, Jimmy. I always forget his name, and I watch his stuff all the time. And, but yeah, they, they've Andretti? got these. Oh yeah, he's one too. But no, the the young eighteen year old who just graduated. Uh, oh, there's actually a yeah. match with him and Billy Starks out there. That's fantastic. Okay. It's like a match of the. What do they call it? Match of the generational talents or something like that. Or the prodigy match or something like that. But, you know, he's coming up. You got Preston Vance. Yes, you don't see him as much, but he's pretty damn good. He's a good big guy. Uh, Wardlow. Wardlow's a perfect example of somebody off the street, street, coming in and and being someone that, again, is just growing leaps and bounds. So, yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, All that out of the first match. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) seriously. And you got the rest of the stuff on this show. But the, the show... It was just amazing. Um, I, <laughs> you talk about the little things that matter and the little things you pick up on. So we had the opening match, cool, loved it. And we always talk about how you know we're going to start doing these. We're not going to go card back hard, but everything on this cards we're talking about right now. So because the next thing you've got is the elite backstage selling the fact that oh we lost, or, yeah we're hurt, we're beat up. You know Jackson's Nick or uh, Matt Jackson getting his foot taped up. I'm like, God, I can't imagine. I've stepped on one tack. I can't imagine having my foot driven into. Oh, anyway, talking about how hurt he is and yeah, they're hurt. And then the, the comment, well, then the dark order walk up and I'm like, Oh, okay. So they're not just going to drop the whole, Hey man, was a dark order friend. And I loved the torment. Like, Hey man, Oh, I, I need to go talk to these guys. And Alex Marvez keeping him back. And he's like, no, I really need to like, they're pissed off I, and they're my buddies. I need to go talk to them. So what are they going to do with that? Are we going to actually see a dark order versus the elite down the road? Are we going to see, uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's just all those connected fibers. And then I love the line of, yeah, Kenny, Manny, Kenny Omega's hurt and he's beat up, uh, and he's not here. And then Marvez, oh, is, did he go home to Canada? Well, he didn't go to Canada, but he's out of country. Hmm. Where could he be? Hmm. Where else does he? <laughs> because like later to in go? the night, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is he a dual citizen of? Oh, yeah. because later in the night, Don Callis straight up drops Okada's name, so you get Okada's name dropped if you could hear it over the course of booze. Man, yeah, he. But he, yeah, Don, uh, Don got crazy heat, and you know, there's so many different scenarios that you could run with that angle so i think that's super smart where you know sometimes they'll just get fixated on one storyline and focus all their energy on that storyline and everything else sucks but there's so many different storylines and they're even building great stories on the women's side and Mm -hmm. you know chris statlander shows up she wins the tbs title and she comes out has a great match with the native beast great match 
And then you have Taya Valkyrie in the back watching. And I was like, this is a really cool angle because Taya can play a heel just like nobody's business. And she can come out and say, you know, I came here, I wanted to do this for the fans, but now I'm just doing this for me because the fans suck or whatever it is that she's going to say. And, you know, that would be a really great um, program that they could run. Plus now everything that they're doing with the the outcasts and the and the OGs, like man, this is just a, a really cool time. And you said this months ago before all the talking heads started saying it, like we are about to hit this golden era of wrestling, even to the point where this roster is so strong that they have a trios title that has teams that are trios. It's not just like three dudes mm-hmm. thrown together. Now, yes, they have had three dudes thrown together, some homegrown talents. Don't make it weird. <laughs> not weird. And, you know, just to, you know, build the the, um, the the House of Black up. But, man, it is a really, really good time. AEW is doing a lot of really good things, and they should absolutely be commended. Kudos to the, to the team back there, and I hope that, uh, you know, things don't get all cattywampus as we get ready to roll into the debut of Collision. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the roster split, keeping them separate, I guess if that's the necessity to keep it going, that's fine. I still want it all to be a work. <laughs> it's just my my wishful thinking because um, we'll skip ahead a little bit and talk about the Don Callis thing because Don Callis talked about building a new family and he's got Takeshita. And I'm like, how amazing it would be down the road he shows up and Punk is part of that family too. And they could work this whole thing to blow out, which I'm sure happened and I'm sure tempers flared. But how awesome if they worked it in a storyline and you find out that Don Callis helped orchestrate all that just to start breaking up the elite and everything. Like there are stories if these guys would man up and and I'm not saying they haven't yet because they might have. But go make some money with this because there's a lot of money to be made because the elite could roll out of this BCC thing right into another feud with Punk to catch the Don Callis and, you know, give him two or three more people under his belt. Let's say he brings in, uh, I don't know, Miro and FTR maybe, you know, he brings in some group and now you've got Don Callis and his group versus the elite and they're already starting to plant that seed now to where it could bloom by next summer. We're sitting here fanboying over, you know, Don Callis' group versus the elite. And Ibushi and Okada versus, you know, whoever on the other side. So, interesting stuff. Yeah, there's so many options. And, you know, the the size of the roster, the eclectic talent that's on the roster, the working relationships that they have with New Japan and um, AAA. But then again, you don't have the working relationship with New Japan and AAA amongst themselves. So that those... You know, those uh, wrestlers need to be managed separately, but you can go on and have those awesome matches with Vikingo putting in the work. You Then you can turn around and have those awesome matches like what we're going to see on Forbidden Door. It's just, there's, it's just so awesome to be, if I were a wrestler now and I was on the cusp of making it out of the indies from those small promotions... And I was about to hop over to a wrestling company that had a TV deal. I would do everything I could to get over to either AEW or Ring of Honor. Because if I got on with Ring of Honor, I knew eventually I would be able to show up on AEW. 
because of all the different talent and just the different styles that you could work with. And styles make fights. And I tell you, you know, you talk about styles and fights and, you know, wrestlers. Um, I can't wait to see what Jade Cargill looks like when uh, she goes away and comes back. Because that entrance during um, Double or Nothing... That was straight up babyface. It's so good. Like, man, I can't stop singing that damn song. All the pretty girls walk like this. I don't even walk like that. Now I do. Damn it. So kudos to uh, pretty girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is uh, this is a great time. Great company. And yeah, this was again, you know, we're, we're only two matches in to the show and the crowd was just on point. And yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you mentioned the Triple A New Japan thing and them not working together. But did you see the card for Rampage? Dude, we're getting the Triple A title defended with uh, Vikingo, Drillistico, and Commander. And ho ho ho, you want to watch a Luchador match? That's the kind of match that's going to make uh, Jim Cornette shit himself because he's going to hate it so much. But it's going to be fantastic. But then you've also got the New Japan Women's Heavyweight title being defended by Willow Nightingale on that show plus you got ring of honor pure champion shibata defending like rant this is the best booked rampage coming on friday than i've ever seen other than maybe the punk appearance on the first one so like they're talking about rampage is dying and we're gonna move it to it's gonna be like a, a dark dark elevation well what a way to go out on a bang holy cow it's gonna be a hell of a show on friday night yeah definitely not something to be upset about seeing uh willow nightingale Great looking title too, by the way. Kudos to her. Uh, really excited to see what she's going to be able to do with that title and the that AAA match. Just whew, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, man, yeah, I can. Yeah, it's going to be that's going to be a really good show. Yep. But back to Wednesday. Shiny object. Make the U turn. The uh, the next match on the card was the Bill, uh, Big Bill, Swerve Strickland, and Trent Beretta. And talk about a fan service match. This was absolutely the three guys who went above and beyond in the Battle Royal uh, and putting them in a match to just go at it. And I'll tell you what, if they're not getting ready to big build up Big Bill for something, maybe go after Wardlow, then they're wasting it because he was amazing in the Battle Royal. The way he eliminated all of our favorites and then mocked them and made a big deal about it was so WWE, but like the perfect kind of WWE way in, in it fit. And then to roll into this match, and obviously you want Swerve to win because just by the 30 seconds of interaction between Orange Cassidy and Swerve, we want that match. And I think Swerve's going to be the one to take the championship from him. I think Orange loses to Swerve. What? Wow, that literally came out of nowhere. We were talking just yeah, the other I, day about Jay White and, you know, some of the other options that you could do. And, you know, Swerve has a great showing in a match that you and I generally don't care for. And mm-hmm. it it's now started this potential trajectory to the top of the roster. And I definitely don't think that that would be the wrong decision because he he is so multifaceted and he has other projects outside of AEW. And that would, you know, continue to elevate the international title and put it in different uh, parts of the entertainment world that would give it, you know, give it, I don't want to say new life, but a different set of eyes looking at it like, oh, that's a pretty sweet belt. That's not a belt. That's a title. This is my international title. And he goes on his, he's got a radio show and some other stuff. So yeah, I thought this was a really good, 
outing for all of them. And um, I didn't really think about the starting to build Big Bill up. But yeah, I mean, that does make sense with um, as much TV time as he's been getting and um, his, the you know, some of the moves that he was getting in, especially during that battle royal. That, I mean, who wouldn't want to see those two big bulls going at it? So, hell yeah. Well, the other potential is you're building him up and Moriarty for a run at the, the tag titles after Jay White and uh, um, Juice Robinson get done with FTR because obviously that's next. Well, I mean, they called him out. That was the next segment. But, uh, yeah, I you know, in the back of my head, I always thought the Swerve, Strickland, Orange Cassidy match would be, oh, man, that'd be something like down the road to see. But, you know, it's one of those you don't really think about. And then Tony gives it to us and you're like, oh, I really want to see this more. And, we, you know, we talk about the Battle Royal and AEW. I don't think any of that was on accident. Like, I don't think Big Bill showing out was an accident. I don't think Swerve and the chemistry those two had, I don't think Tony, Tony Khan just went, eh, we'll see how they do. I, I think it was absolutely like, all right, I want, I think he thought these out and he kind of, I don't want to say predicted, but had an idea how the fans would react and is using that and going with it. So, yeah, I think Swerve kind of came out of left field, but I'm okay with it. Right. Let him finish the feud with Dustin Rhodes and um, Keith Lee first, though. Like, I, I need to see that match because I think that's going to be a great match. I think it's weird that Keith Lee shows up, does a match or two, and then disappears for three or four weeks and then comes back and then leaves. I don't know what all that's about, but whatever. Let's have their blow-off match, get them done, and then give me a best out of seven series between Swerve and Orange Cassidy. Ooh-wee. That would be something for the ages. And, Oof. you know, so we like to we like to sit and fantasy book and just like what you were saying you were like yeah you know i like lee moriarty you know i liked what he did you know in his previous life and other companies that he worked in and oh yeah swerve you know he did a couple other things and limitless keith lee you know he's had some great matches or whatever but then they show up and show out on these matches that you didn't even know that you wanted but now that you've got them you're like wait a minute can you do it in a tag team match or can you do it in a falls count anywhere or can you do it in a cage or whatever it is and it's just just very very creative booking and you know when we get to collision and you have brian danielson and you have cm punk and you have um the uh the work that tony is already doing behind stage i mean it's gonna be great and i Hopefully you'll see Mark Henry continue to work with the big guys because the big guys are doing really well with the the smaller guys and the match quality is not anywhere where I thought it would be. It's way above and I'm just ecstatic to see, oh. you know, the the quality of matches that we're seeing and uh kudos to all the producers and all the work that the wrestlers are putting. I'd love to see the training sessions or the rehearsals that they're doing before maybe I wouldn't because then <laughs> I don't want to see how the sausage is made but they're they're putting in they're putting in work their timing is really good minus the hardies and I think we should really embrace what we're seeing and uh bid farewell to the hardies and move on and do some great things so hell yeah yeah I think the hardies are going to get another tag team run but that's oh. just I and and they deserve a good yeah. goodbye run match. I hope they do a retirement announcement match and they give them someone like the Bucks or FTR or someone that can help. I don't want to say carry them because they deserve him. more respect for that, but carry them through a match. Uh, but yeah, great stuff. Then we had the Don Callis uh, segment. Uh, 
And it's funny that like we've coined the Dom Dom reaction. Like you have the Legion of Dune pop. <laughs> now you've got the, now you've got the Dom Dom booze because they absolutely booed that man out of the building. He could I I had to turn the subtitles on because I couldn't hear what he was saying coming across the TV. But he basically talks about bringing in his new family and they're going to destroy Kenny Omega. And I love the line. I'm going to take the elite out of all elite wrestling. I'm like, man, that's good stuff right there. And, you know, he even drops Okada's name and how Takeshita's better. And immediately I went, oh my God, yes, please. Let me see that match. I want to see Okada and Takeshita go at it. I want to see Takata and Omega go at it. We've seen Takata and Hangman, so I'll see that again. But yeah, there's so many. He's he's such a, Takeshita is such a good, I said Takata. I guess I merged them two into one name. That's all right. I'm tired. Takeshita versus Okada would be good. But I, I, and again, I said it, man, I would love for like CM Punk to pop up and go, whoo-hoo, I was all part of this too. And, you know, the fallout of All Out was all orchestrated by Don Callis and it was all to get, and then just the mega heat you're going to get. Oh my God. He would play get, those guys against each other. He would get like death threats. He would get eviscerated oh. on every platform. He would, <laughs> he would what is- like, like he would even like, Oh man, I can't even put into words the if we thought Dom Dom Heat was bad and then you have Don Don Heat like <laughs> man and you know and, and truth be told I could honestly and this is borderline rude I could care less if CM Punk comes back but if they can swerve it and twist it and turn it and start printing money then that would be a note to Brit and Thunder Rosa, leave your egos in the locker room. Let's come out into the ring. You both have bad backs. You both have an axe to grind. We have some kind of gimmick match to have a blow off to get all of the angst out. And, you know, they shake hands and move on. And, you know, they have a, a final final blow off match to this feud. And we never talk about it again. So I think uh, if CM Punk can keep his nose clean, and, you know, wherever Ace Steel is going to have to be located, because he's with the company, but he's not allowed to be around, uh, or he's not allowed to be around, like, ringside, or, I don't know, he's got some kind of... He's not allowed in the building while the Elite's there, or yeah, something like something, that, yeah. So, I don't know, I mean, that's that's why, like, part of me wonders how, because it all seems a little childish, and that's why, yeah. in my head, I'm going, come on, these are grown-ass men, like, how much of this is real heat, yeah. or manufactured media heat? To make it all seem more dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you talk about Don, uh, Don, Don Heat. What does it remind, like, you hit me with this earlier. What does this remind you of, though, if you think past, in the past, on on Heat Getters and, like, Death Threats and everything like that? Like, I think of some specific era slash territory, let's say. Yeah. That did this very well. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, you know, when uh, Don was trying to get a word out edgewise during the interview, I was thinking this is like, you know, back in the day when Sergeant Slaughter turned and became a heel and associated himself um, with the Sheik and Volkov and, you know, how touchy that whole thing was. And then probably the greatest heel talker on the planet has got to be considered, um, I mean, even back in his Portland days, has got to be Rowdy Roddy Piper. And just the, f- yeah. just how he would get so much heat. And like he said, you know, 
Um, just when you figure out the rules of the game, I changed the rules or he changed the game or, you know, whatever that quote was. And man, just phenomenal. Like he reads the room so well and he's got a really good mind and him working alongside the Brian Danielsons and the Kenny Omegas and, you know, like you listen to some of the wrestlers talk about the learning tree, dude. Like he didn't, he didn't leave on a good note with impact Don Calliston, but mm-hmm. I tell you, he's left a very, very good impression on AEW and the work that he's doing to make some of these stories like mucho and fuego, like very hot. And if this turns out where they can put their egos aside and turn up the, the money press with punk. God damn. Well, think about so if they let's say they finish off this the BCC stuff going into like well, let's say Forbidden Door or whatever let's say they do a blow off match at Forbidden Door and they end it there which they could take it all in but if they ended it early and you decide to go with the Don Callis crew versus the Elite and rolling that all in you don't think Punk and Omega in your main event would sell or how about uh, Takeshita and Okada. You know, you throw those two in there together or you do, there's just so many like money making things. And it, and if they bring an FTR to it, you set up the Young Bucks FTR too. And Oof. there's just so much they can do. Yeah. That, oh, that man. yeah. Like I said, there's just, it's just printing money. And hopefully, like I said, it's a work. If it's not, it's not like, like you, uh, I was a major punk fan. Uh, but after those shenanigans and everything, I kind of was like, meh, I think the guy's got a brilliant mind for the business. That's what but, hurts. Like you're you, yeah. I mean, and if it's like, oh well, this got blown out of proportion. Okay, well, you were with the company for a week or two, and people were already talking about how you were rubbing people wrong. You left on a bad note from Ring of Honor. You left on a bad note from WWE. You were almost terminated from AEW, and you know it. I don't. Yeah. You know what? You know what he reminds me of. He reminds me of so. I know of a guy, really, really super intelligent, like knows his business very well. I'm not going to get into too many details because I don't want to give away who this person is, but knows his details very well. Very, very good at that. However, has zero social skills. Doesn't know how to react to social situations. Uh, doesn't always, so he'll speak his mind slash what's, what he's thinking, not realizing that somebody will take offense to it because it just doesn't click that way. That's what he reminds me of. Somebody who's right. got this genius wrestling brain but i'll walk into the room and go dude you look like shit not realizing that <laughs> the guy you know could be going took offense yeah. to that yeah, yeah. or right or <laughs> or vice versa you know he takes something like a promo cut in the ring that you know is part of your storyline that hangman did and takes it real personal and holds it in and bottles it up and then explodes all over the place about it you know, don't make it weird Whew. but you know and that that's what he reminds me of is that that kind of personality where he's got the genius there but maybe doesn't always know the right way to handle his emotions i guess is, is the way to do it yeah, so that's that's a that's a good way to put it and i hope you know they it i don't necessarily think ace steel is the right guy um you know maybe they they give uh-huh. him a they give him a sidekick that uh, is, you know, the voice of reason until he can, you know, calm down. He's in his 40s, so he's probably, there's a good chance that he's not going to change at all. And, right. you know, someone like, a, someone like a Mark Henry, who's like, you know, he wants to keep the peace. He, 
you know, he leads quietly with a firm hand. And, you know, Mark Henry learned from The Undertaker and and uh, Ron Simmons and, um, you know, just some of the best, you know, best uh, leaders in professional wrestling and, and different walks of life. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they can make it work. And just imagine seeing FTR and the Bucks, and maybe they do like a best of seven, like they did with the trios championships, or they do, maybe they just do a best of three or whatever, but man, that's just, that's just going to be magic on the tube. I can't wait. And, and, you know, I know we're going off on a tangent on the all out stuff, which happened like almost a year ago, but I think Tony Khan's a little, little, he needs to be held to this a little bit too, because as we know, treat everybody the same, you treat everybody equal, then there's no footing to stand on. And the stories of Punk coming in and saying he doesn't want to share a locker room, so they gave him a private locker room, or this and that, and he bent for those, then that's kind of on him. Like, as a leader of a of a locker room and a leader of a team, which he should kind of know this doing the Jaguars, but you would think he would go, hey man, I understand, but I can't let you do that because it's going to ostracize you from the group. Maybe occasionally if it's storyline driven because I want to keep you away from them, whatever, but I just, he could have, I think, maybe stamped some of this down. And again, young promotion, right? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Like, I guarantee you, back in Mid-South, they had issues like this that came up and sprung up and the people worked through it. But... It is what it is, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm excited about Collision. I think it's going to be a fun show. I'm excited to see some of the people like Andrade and Miro and some of these people that they just don't have room for on the roster right now. Yep, 100%. So that'll be good. Uh, Then we got to, I think, at at this point, we're only at our second match of the night. I feel like it's a (laughs) WWE card, but it's Darby Allin and Orange Cassidy versus the Gates and Agony. Oh, what the fuck, man? Jeez. <laughs> they, oh my God, talk about bumping your asses off. Oh. Man, two big dudes who just murdered Orange Cassidy and, and Darby Allen, but yet they won and it was a hell of a match. You had Swerve come out and Christian, or uh, uh, I was going to say Johnny Cage, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, it's just, I, oh, man, they went crazy. And then uh, the return of returns, the sting shows up and i popped for that too man i jumped up yes oh wait i'm at home and i'm not in the audience yeah and we were there for when he appeared the first time oh man uh, at daily's place so like i still pop though when i see him and now i'm going all right like rumors are he wants to wrap up so they brought him out in this feud so what are we setting up are we setting up darby and Sting versus the Gates of Agony? Are we setting... You know, I'm curious where this is going to go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this one's going yet. Because uh, the Gates of Agony, to me, aren't a yeah. top-level team. However, I do feel like this specific Dynamite show was kind of like the season premiere, right? So they put new storylines in play or s- continued storylines. Uh, yeah. 
That's a good they kind of started new things. And if we're getting ready to open up a whole nother roster on Collision, why not bring Gates Agony and, and Brian Cage, that's his name, Brian Cage in and have them as prominent members. And, you know, there was a story a while back that Brian Cage thought he was leaving and then got an extension. So maybe this was all part of that talk. Like, hey, give me time. I'm working things. And and here it is. Here's yeah. the fruits of the labor. We're going to have you prominent on TV, on Dynamite or Collision if he moves over there. So I, I think I think it was good work. Uh, Good stuff. Got a little MJF package, which is always entertaining. Uh, Hook. Jungle Boy hooked back up. So, cool. Whatever it is, what it is. Um, Yeah. Didn't really have much to say about that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. (laughs) It was a pitcher for a little while. and. Like, dude. Yeah, I like those two paired up. (laughs) You and your commercials. No, I was just like, okay, well, what are we going to do? You just had Jungle Jack in a title match, and now you're putting him with a title that a wrestler made for himself 20 years ago, gave it to his son, and now he's just carrying it around. It's like, okay, you know, you just competed for the world title. Maybe figure out what to do. Maybe this is the way to turn Jungle Jack. And, you know, you build up Hook into this uber baby face more so than he already is. He becomes almost interesting. And then Jungle Jack whacks him, becomes a heel. And now he'll never get the Don Don heat, but he'll get the Jungle Jack heat. And, you know, we figure out what we're going to do. But it's just like, like yeah, I, don't I know. think I think what they're doing is trying to reset and re establish the tag division so i think you're gonna have hook and, and jungle boy as a tag team gates of agony are coming in as a tag team mm-hmm. the acclaimed announced that they want to go back to you know being tag team at least that's what it kind of sounded like they're hitting at uh you got the the guns coming up so i think ftr if this truly is gonna be their last run before they retire i think maybe they're like hey we want some tag teams to go against and here are okay. some names that we like to work with i, I just just a feeling i don't know for sure i, I don't but there are a couple things like that, and the Gates Agony thing that maybe okay, maybe they're going to try to reestablish some of the tag teams back up. Uh, we already kind of talked about the Chris Statler match because that was next. Yeah, got nothing to say, man. Uh, I thought it was a little funny that she's like, "Mama's home." I'm like, "Wait, Mama, Mommy? Yeah, all right, whatever." <laughs> oh, with the sign language. I thought that yeah. was a little, yeah, 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 but it was all good. I do like, and I don't remember her doing that in the past. And, and somebody said she's always done it, but the signing on her way to the ring, and I'm. Curious to do some research on what the significance on that is. If it's a family member or, uh, you know, maybe it's something about her we don't yeah. know. I'm just curious. I like it. I think it's great. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's... I think it's kind of a cool thing yeah. to do. But then we finally get to the main event, which, uh, you know, was all right. I mean... Just kidding. It was... It was whatever. Fire! You know. <laughs> yeah, Britt Baker and Adam Cole and Jericho and Soraya. Holy cow, dude. Talk about... So this is what this match came off to me like. This match came off like, hey, Jericho and, and Cole in the back. Man, that was a great match. Yeah, man, that felt really good. Dude, we got shit on all over on Twitter. Like, everybody hated that match. What's wrong with us? Oh, we got to make up for it. And then they went out and just absolutely made up for it because this match was top tier, you know, I wouldn't say five star, but good to great mixed tag team match. Um, and you had mentioned Britt Baker's back injury. I kind of saw a little bit of it come into play. There was something, she either lifted Soraya up or something, and I could, being somebody who suffers from back injury, uh. and I'm sure you do too, like I saw the, the oh God, that hurt, and I'm like, aha, I know what that is. <laughs> I, know, I know what you just did. And then she kind of worked a little, stiffer's not the right word, because stiffer in wrestling means something different. Worked like she was stiff, I guess is how I'll put it. Right. Like she wasn't as smooth and as fluid. It was kind of a little more 
rigid. Rigid. That's a good one. You know, Britt Baker was rigid. Hmm. Yeah. Makes me rigid. Not quite the ah, order whatever. of words in said sense, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like, uh, yeah. But the Cole and Jericho interactions were fire, man. Yeah. Like, that's what I wanted from the match on Double or Nothing. And I don't know what happened in that match. I don't know if the, the gimmick spots didn't work They want, the way they wanted them to work. Uh, were they told, don't go over the top because we've got Anarchy in the Arena tonight, so we don't want to have two kind of the same matches and, and all that. Uh, so I don't know all that, you know? Yeah. And I say that, but I don't see Tony Khan or Chris Jarrow getting out political maneuvered in the back. So yeah. don't know what all the story was that, but I definitely enjoyed this, this main event and thought fantastic way to close the show. Uh, don't know if it's the blow off end of the feud. I hope so, because I'd like to see Cole move into the next thing, which I think is going to be the MJF run, but you've got forbidden door, which they did a little bit in teasing throughout the night on some stuff for forbidden door. Um, and then you've got all in and then all out. So you got three pay-per-views coming up pretty quick succession maybe you set up for yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if adam cole's next or if they're gonna go one more run with him in jericho uh maybe at all in or if they're gonna do it at all out yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what the cards are gonna look like because they could have ended this here but i don't think i don't think the outcast and the originals are done by far i hope not because i want to see jamie hater come back and beat tony storm at at her home oh and get this pop that is going to blow the roof Ooh. off the place. If you thought 12,000 fans in San Diego was loud, just imagine 70-something <laughs> Brits, 70-something thousand British international fans when Hader beats an Aussie for her world championship back. And, you know, thoughts and prayers out to uh, the Hader aid. Hopefully, uh, you know, she's able to come back and, you know, be as amazing as, as she was before the injury. But yeah, I mean, I do you think I think it like in my mind, I was like, OK, why did Adam Cole pin Jericho? Why didn't Britt Baker pin Soraya? So, you know, I liked how Britt got to put the lockjaw on Jericho. Oh, that was that felt like that was okay, a great spot. What, we can we can close the book on that. But then for Cole to get the pin, I was like, well, he got the win at the pay-per-view, so why does he get the pin, too? So it almost sort of kind of felt like a blow-off, but at the same time, like you said, like, you know, he could he could have a beef with, you know, whatever it is. But like you said, yeah, the, the, the riff with um, the outcast and Brit and uh, Sheeta and... I don't think it'll be Hater for a little bit, but as soon as Hater comes back, whew, man, that's gonna be yeah. something. Yeah, it was it was a great night of wrestling, man. I we kind of mentioned it before we came on the or, on the air and hit the record button, but yeah, I think this was probably the best Dynamite I've seen this year. Easy, and that's saying something because there were a couple really good ones this year. Yeah, there's been there's been yeah. quite a few, and you know the the boys and girls have been putting out in the ring nicely but the crowds have been dead or the crowd was so so and but there was like you know some misses in the matches or the referees were weird or whatever referees were great the crowd was off the hook and the boys and girls just brought it home um and i was just to the moon so um and then to your question about why does chris statlander do the sign language and stuff she doesn't have a real reason she just uh she just doesn't oh, okay. so, but just something she likes to yeah. do. So there were times when she was a heel, so she would come out and sign F U <laughs> during but no, I think <laughs> nice. um 
I think it's uh, going to be awesome going forward with her as your TBS champion. There, you know, eventually uh, Jade will come back in the next couple weeks, get a rematch, and then probably go away for an extended period of time. And then Chris will move into a program with someone before Taya. And then Taya and Chris will probably move into a program. So, um, but yeah, man, this was such a fun night of wrestling. I, I, yep. I enjoyed it from start to finish. It was, yeah, it was awesome. Me too. I felt like, uh, so there was an interview. I want to say it was the Renee Paquette interview that Kenny Omega talked about when he builds his stories and he thinks about how he is doing his long-term storytelling. He looks at it like a television show and he, he he said he looked at cartoons like uh, I think he actually said Batman the animated series and stuff like that where you have a long running and it's something I've talked about too which is cool so we, you know I think like I'm I'm a wrestling genius just like Kenny Omega <laughs> but he said he likes to have the long storyline and in between you have like the baddies of the week is as he put it and it looks like if you uh well it's, I'll use Batman so Batman fights the Joker. So you've got a season of Batman against the Joker and all season that's in the background. So you've got every episode, though, like Clayface shows up or Robin gets hurt or Catwoman steals something and uh, all this other stuff is going on. And but yet you got that back underlying story. I felt like this show set up some of those ongoing stories. So I think and and D- Danielson did a really good job at the beginning of it when he was asked about whether Don Callis and Takeshita were part of the BCC. And he's like, well, I can't tell you that. Don's going to talk later. Well, Don never did talk about it. So double or nothing when it ended, they were kind of celebrating separately. And even Mox kind of looked over and was like, why Why is he doing that? So interesting stuff on that. And I'm curious to see if the BCC Elite Saga is going to end and wrap up and we're going to roll into the Kenny, Kenny Omega versus Don Callis. Because you could even roll that into not necessarily being an elite thing. It could just be Kenny and Takeshita going at it, and then you add in, you know, whoever else to make make it go on. Uh, so yeah, going going forward, I'm curious where those lines are going to go. So I'm interested in all that. But that's what I think this show did. I think this show laid out storylines and laid out some. Hey, here's what you can look at. Here's what you can do. Here's what's coming up. It was like a season premiere, let's say. Um, so we got a little continuation of last season, and then a, a continuation. Ooh. Of, I'm giddy, of what's giddy, coming giddy. up next. Yeah. yeah. It's there like you said, I mean it's perfect cuz they could do, you know, 20 different things based on one little comment or one little easter egg that they dropped or they made a comment that it alluded to um he may or may not be going to another country. They didn't have to say it or they they right. implied it so you're like, "Oh man, you just gave me goosebumps." So the, oh man, it's, uh, there's so many different options and the, oh man, yeah, it's, um, this was not a, it's like whenever you're sitting there and you're asking questions, it's, this was not a yes or no answer. This was one of the just, that this was a really good episode to lay the foundation for if they're going to call this their new season. And then you're going to roll in and get ready for this huge pay-per-view, just groundbreaking industry changing program um that we're gonna get in wembley and i just whew, yeah yeah awesome. 100% agree sorry i'm a little distracted i'm live chatting with one of our fans so very cool well i don't know about a fan he's he's tuning into us and giving us advice so i'm listening <laughs> 
So, yep. Appreciate the advice, man. Uh, he says you need to zoom your camera more. You look really far away and your lighting sucks. My lighting <laughs> sucks. I don't think he said your lighting sucks, but he insinuated that. But that's all right. That's why we're live. I want to be able to interact with the fans and, and get these live feedbacks. So, and his you. comment, which I actually kind of, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> his comment that I actually kind of agree with. And, you know, he says it, he basically he's a friend of Brian Cage's, thought Brian Cage should have been in the Wardlow spot the whole time. And I'm sitting here Ooh. thinking, he, he mentioned that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, why not? I buy that. Like, yeah, I would love to see and would have, I, yeah, I would have loved to have seen. Brian Cage, not that I don't think Warlow deserves it, but Brian Cage could have absolutely been the guy with Christian Cage. Then you right. got the Cage Cage squared would have been cool. Or, you know, there's, yeah, that would have been a really good call. But like I said, I, I believe that we are going to see a little bit of more of Brian Cage personally. I hope so. And I hope that because he's been a little more prominent on TV lately. And like I said, with the, the roster split, I'm hoping they give him a good run. I'd like to see him and Wardlow go at it for that title, Oof. too. I think that'd be really good. Yowza. And he can really he's, good stuff. He's not terrible on the mic either. So, I mean, that would be a lot of fun. He was he was pretty decent even during uh, Lucha Underground and on Impact. So um, definitely not a, you know, not a novice on the mic. So. Absolutely, yeah. and it, his back looks well, like that, it's that's doing one of the a lot comments better, I just so. made. Is yeah, yeah, and that was the comment I was. I loved him in Lucha Underground, man. Some of that stuff he did in the Lucha machine. Underground was yeah. I love Lucha Underground in general. Like I, yeah. I wish that'd come back. Talk about like over the top, goofy storytelling stuff. Yeah, it was great, but I loved every minute of it. All right, we're uh, just about an hour, and we do this all the time. We end up going over a little bit because we get talking, and like we tell you. For those of our new listeners or anybody that's tuning in, hey, we're just two disabled veterans that like to talk about wrestling. Decided to hit record and start a podcast that has now grown into a live show every Tuesday and Thursday night from uh, 7 to 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Rumble and YouTube. Check us out. No Shave Man Cave. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Rumble, YouTube, like I said. No Shave Man Cave. We love the feedback. We love interacting with our fans. Love the helpful advice uh, and and things we can look at for people that have been doing this longer than us and know more than us. Absolutely, we won't take that into account. Like somebody made a comment recently, my background's too busy, so I'm already looking at how to move stuff around and get some of the clutter out of it. I like some of that stuff though, man. Like I like showing off my collection, but makes sense if it's distracting, I'll move it. So we will take care of that. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, you know what time it is. It's time for the hot tag for the closer. Here you go, brother. Feed, yes, sir. Hey, come check us out on Saturdays on our Fantasy Sports Corp show live on YouTube. We are there from 8 to 9 talking nothing but professional wrestling. And yeah, we squeeze in some bourbon and barbecue as well. So thank you. Uh, thank you to the Fantasy Sports Corp for uh, helping us show out when we show up. So for sure, to all our brothers and sisters in arms, thank you so much for your service. Some gave all, and all gave some. Till next time, fam, friends, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you very soon. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. 
at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool, and we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 